Welcome to the Small Town Comeback Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Summers. These stories feature builders, dreamers, and doers in Vernal, Utah. These folks are making a big impact in our small town. Today, I'm chatting with Vernal City Manager Quinn Benyon and Vernal City Assistant Manager Gabby Hawks Blackburn. Vernal City has really been able to help our small town come together in a way that I've never seen before. Our downtown is in the process of a major transformation, and a lot of that is thanks to their vision and leadership. In this episode, we're going to hear how they're making it happen. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm curious, what is something you guys love about living in a small town? Gabby, you're up first. For me, it's probably the community. And when you're in a small town, you can wear a lot of hats. So you get to be involved in a lot of things. And it really feels like you're doing something and making a difference. And you can see the changes actually happening in real time. Amazing. How about you, Quinn? Yeah, I've lived uh, different locations, you know, suburb, urban, rural, now rural. And I, I, I enjoy the small town community for the connections you can make and the difference you can make in a small town community. Yeah, very impactful. And you both have such impactful jobs, which is so fitting, it sounds like. I'm curious, can you, Gabby, help introduce the listeners to our town as if, as if they've never been here before? Yeah, I can't imagine no one's been to Vernal. We're the best. But usually I start off with uh, 30 minutes from Colorado, 30 minutes from Wyoming, kind of in the northeastern corner of Utah. We have a huge diversity of natural environment, pine forests, uh, red rock desert, grassy hills, lakes, rivers, um, pretty much anything you could really expect from the natural environment. We are higher than the Mile High City. So our elevation gives us very um, distinct seasons. So that's kind of fun. Anything else about Vernal and our location, Quinn? Tell us about like, like the size, kind of, yeah, economy, like you said. Um, kind of paint the picture of our, of our town. Yeah, we are uh, somewhat of a self-sustaining community. We are two and a half hours from, from any larger metro area. We're a regional hub for medical, education, work, uh, and we and we become that we, uh, retail. So there's there's areas around that travel in, even from Wyoming, Colorado, into Vernal to shop or it, uh, get entertainment. And population wise, where are we at now? Because we kind of had an yeah. influx with COVID, so, and <clears throat> it, it's interesting. Vernal itself is on, only just over ten thousand people. It feels City? much larger than that because the Ashley Valley, which is which was Vernal's in, is more in the thirty five thousand, and so you're it feels larger than that. Wow. With uh, you guys both spent your childhoods here, right? You grew up in this town. Um, what did you love about growing up here? Do you have a favorite memory here? That's a hard one. I loved uh, riding the four-wheelers to grandma's house, riding bikes around, the hunting, the fishing, um, all of those kind of hands-on and outdoor activities. Yeah, same. A lot of outdoor youth, youthful memories of, of hiking the mountains, playing in the stream. Uh, I, I was even... 15 minutes outside of Vernal. And, and so there was a, a lot of nature play <laughs> when I was growing up. And now 
uh, I enjoy the recreation part of it, but I, I enjoy the small town uh, element and feel. Definitely. Yeah, I love that part. Raising my kids here, they can they have that freedom to ride their bikes, the freedom to wander up the mountain and find explore. sticks and rocks and explore. And it, right. Yeah, it feels a little bit of that that precious childhood is preserved here, which is really special. They have very fond memories of early education, high school here, lots of lots of great memories. When I grew up downtown was very vibrant. That that was your retail center. So I have a memory of buying my first bike downtown and and shopping in the clothing store and the grocery store downtown. When I I, I was like so many others, I left at 18 to go to college and have to leave town and go elsewhere. Now now there's educational opportunities here in the in the valley, but left and not really knowing I would come back. But it's been a great experience to be back. I've been back about six years. Amazing. And you both left, right? You mm-hmm. both left for, for the education, for their career opportunities, and then you both ended up coming back and are just making such a difference, which is really yeah. what I'm excited to and talk to you about. I think that. that's one of our goals. Gabby and I have talked about it. Of We were able to boomerang back to our hometown because of our opportunity or fam- pool of family or recreation, and we want to create an environment that others can do the same thing if they want to. Right, a city you want to live in. That's so beautiful. So tell me about that because historically our city, you know, we're kind of, you could say it better than I can probably, but we're kind of a boom and bust town, right? And can you kind of give, yeah, explore that a little bit or introduce that to listeners who might not know? Yeah, our, I mean, our major economy is energy production, namely oil and gas. And honestly, I think the community has really embraced that, even with the challenges of um, oil prices dictating a little bit of our economy and even our population. I mean, people will leave to find better jobs if if the oil industry is not doing well here or they'll come in a huge influx and we'll have way more people than we can service. And they want all of these. They want restaurants. They want theaters. They want things to do. And we can't quite provide it because we haven't had that many people beforehand. So it's definitely um, been a struggle for Vernal in the past, but I think diversifying our economy a little bit has kind of taken the bottom dip out of the boom and bust, which has been good. Yeah, I agree. Just look at the last five, six years, how I felt like it's really stabilized our, our economy uh, and and partly because people have realized they can live rural and still work from home. We have fantastic fiber connection uh, in, in the area. And, and so they're able to work in this rural environment and, and still pr- provide. And it's diversified our economy. And um, I would say that the Valley is very entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. And uh, we're really industrious and there's a lot of small businesses here and people are trying to make it on their own. And I think the community, because we're so small, so tight knit, so far away, as Quinn said, from an interstate, We've really tried to support local, and that's also helped with those uh, local jobs. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of innovation here because, like you said, we're two and a half hours away from Target, Costco, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the bigger city resources. So people, they find that innovation and, and they do it. They they build the things that they need here, which is super resourceful and very imaginative and, and 
seemingly more and more successful now too, would you say so, Quinn? I, I think so. Absolutely. We've seen some great success with uh, entrepreneur programs and business startups and contracting licensing because people do do enjoy living here and they want to find a job and a, a way to make a living for their family and stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big part of the town is the downtown area, right? And about how long, about five years ago, would you say um, things started you started making a plan or kind of, can you take us back five years, what downtown looked like or even felt like and kind of the beginning of this revitalization journey for us? Yeah, when I when I returned back to Vernal six years ago, downtown going along with the rise and, and fall of the economy, the downtown had somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 vacant storefronts. And, and it's not that large of our historic downtown area. It isn't that large. So that we even got to the point uh, just prior to that of putting up historic pictures in the windows so it doesn't look like it's all vacant. <laughs> but yeah, you would go down Main Street and it was just right. empty, 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 Which boarded is, up stores, widened yeah. out stores. It looked really sad. And it's unusual because that's prime real estate for selling right there on Main Street. I mean, our Main Street is a, a UDOT highway. So like you'd think you'd want your store there and you could see it in the property values. They were declining, which is also unusual for real estate. It, and just uh, anecdotally, uh, people were looking to move out closer to the Walmart or closer to a shopping centers. They were pretty much empty. It was no, and stores didn't stay open after five. And so when the tourists came, there was no place for them to really shop. Not a lot of as many restaurant options. Um, so. Tell us what happened next. You saw this, and, and what did you decide to do? Yeah, well, I think it's a combination of, of a number of things. Uh, we saw a really good opportunity with the leadership that was in uh, the community, both both elected, appointed, and just community volunteer leaders in general. Let's take back our downtown. Let, let's create an environment that we want to be there. We want to hang out there. We Businesses want to be there. Tourists want to be there. I sometimes make the joke of w- when you see someone walking Main Street downtown, uh, you know it's a tourist, right? Because the locals weren't hanging out there. Or, or And, and yeah. so you start with the ideas, start listening. What are the challenges? Why isn't it vibrant? Why isn't it? a place people want to be, both both business and and customers. So in 2019, no. Is that when the plan started, when you started getting It was actually together? 2020 when we started receiving grants to take on the project of, of re- looking to revitalize downtown Vernal. And 2021 is the start of the plan. Of the downtown plans. Yes, and it took about a year to develop. So a year of researching, is that right? Uh, more, more uh, less listening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, public engagement, public involvement, walking tours, listening. What ideas do people have to bring to downtown Vernal? And I think that really made all the difference. I mean, I was 
at the beginning when Quinn moved back to Vernal, I wasn't here. I was finishing up my bachelor's. But I see these plans. I mean, I studied multiple cities and they're like, yeah, we want to do this and this and this. And then they just kind of sit on a shelf and yeah. nothing really happens. And uh, Quinn is awesome. I 100% bet against him. I was like, this is what's going to happen in Vernal. <laughs> and it's hard because we have, we've studied this for years and we've worked at multiple cities. And so in my mind, I'm like, yes, this is so obvious. We need to do this and this and this. And I think that's why it dies is because the community, they're not on that same page. They haven't, they don't have the background that helps them make that leap. And Quinn took them on the journey of let's, let's work through all of the different scenarios, even though other cities have done it and we could skip steps. He didn't skip the steps. And so now the residents are like the biggest proponent of the plan and there's actual tools and people are acting on it. And so it's fun to see it be brought to life. That sounds yeah, amazing. And, and you perhaps give me more, more credit than, than I deserve. <laughs> it was really the right timing, the right community leadership. And it just needed a little spark to to attract and, and move forward. And I, I'm very clear that this is a community plan. It's not one person's plan. It's not the mayor's plan, although he is supportive of it and he does a great job. But it is definitely a community plan. And that's the only way it's going to be successful. It's something that it sounds like other communities are trying to figure out how how to implement themselves, right? Um what have you noticed as far as getting getting all these different entities on board to collaborate together? Are there any is there any advice you have or lessons learned <laughs> along the way that it was in the design of our process? It it was not rushed. We did not want to rush this through. We knew it would take a full year, and that sounds like a long time on a plan. We probably could have came up with something relatively close, just in a in a back room in a month. <laughs> but it was the process that that had people engaged and better ideas and uh, buy-in in, in, into the plan itself. Yeah, like what you're saying, Gabby, kind of an internal growth. It sounds like you really worked hard to make sure that there was inclusion and voices heard right. so that when the plan came to be, it felt like this is our plan, not this is my plan. Right. right. It, or it's not the city's plan. Yeah. Is there so many other entities that need to be involved in the process of planning? We set aside time for individual interviews with the planning consultant. So they went and met with each commission, county commissioner individually. They met with the downtown alliance. They met with downtown longtime great downtown business owners that have been there for decades. They We want to hear their voice. And they had those inter uh, interviews one-on-one. -on -one. Did it take longer? Yes, but it was so worth it. And that was just the, the sort of the groundwork. And then we ended up with the public houses, the walking tours, the online social media, the survey, just a lot of different mechanisms to get that input. Sounds like a lot of listening. Yes. And yeah. the education and transparency portion. I mean, I didn't even work at Vernal City at the time. And Quinn was emailing me, hey, can you make this graphic so that it's ultra clear what we're trying to do here and no one has any miscommunications? Brilliant. No, it's true. Like clear communication and design is key mm -hmm. so that everyone understands what's happening. What, one of the other responses that, that I was surprised by, uh, but, but shouldn't have been, 
you 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 sort of think, oh, a, a change, a revitalizing in downtown is only going to be appealing to a certain segment, or it, it's appealing to the entrepreneur or the downtown business owner. I've seen appeal across. You know, you have those that built Vernal, their you know generation, they're uh, mature, they're retired. They want to see downtown vibrant because that's what that, what it was when they grew up here, or or mm-hmm. they had their own business, or or they ra- raised their family here, and then you have those that move to Vernal for uh, work, and and they want a downtown that's vibrant as well. Uh, it, it's fun to or good to see the the different element, different segments also attracted to that. They want to take pride in their downtown. What do you feel like a downtown kind of represents, you know, internally and externally? Yeah. I would say um, the community as a whole and our downtown specifically and our downtown plan is really representative of a not a us versus them mentality. We keep talking about the families that have been here for generations on farmland and the people that have moved in. It's really cool that our downtown unifies rather than separates. It gives us, you know, you have your first space that's your house that you spend your time at, and then you have your second place that's your work that you spend your time out. But that third place, where do you spend your leisure time? And the downtown gives Vernal residents a place that they can spend it together so we can make those memories and we can grow strong connections. That's lovely. That's so lovely. I'm curious, tell me about the downtown plan um, on a high level. Can you kind of describe it if, if no one has like gone through the you know, 50 pages of the plan. How would you describe it? <laughs> it's actually 127 pages. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't read it all. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it tries to capture, does, it, it, is in a, it is in some ways of an aggressive plan and, and you want that. It wasn't trying to take an easy road or, or you know, hey, let's have everybody paint and smile and go, yay, we have a revitalized downtown. It really did look at, what could this be if the right elements were in place and the right funding and interest and, um, and the entrepreneurs that are there. So it, it, a lot of the focus is on the real core downtown. It specifically looks at nine blocks in the downtown area uh, surrounding Main Street and Vernal Avenue, our main cross-section. Okay. And it looks at each block and sees what potential could be. We did have some education to say, this is potential. That's not what we're going to force. We've been really careful. Our community is very much of, uh, you know, government has its place, perhaps even smaller governments better. So we, we are not forcing anyone to do something they don't want to. We want, we want to create an environment where they, they choose to, upgrade their property or choose to invest in downtown. And we provide like the environment and the avenue and the vehicle that they can do that and have it be beneficial to them and the community. Amazing. But they have that choice whether or not they want to buy in. But one of the things I've been seeing is a lot of the facades um, and you guys created a facade grant, right? Of we're seeing the exteriors come back to life or, or get um, a facelift for better or worse. Tell, tell yeah, us about that. What, one by one, right? It Just incrementally you see, oh, there's a new door, a new window, a new out exterior. And it's been really exciting. Yeah. We're up to what? 49 applicants, I believe. And it that's a great example of 
the kind of business owner led innovation where the city provided this avenue of here's some extra funds that you can take advantage of to really better your own building. And then as a byproduct, we have these beautiful storefronts and, you know, great window displays and these awnings that provide a little bit of shelter. And so it's been not only aesthetic, but also functional. Has that been exciting to see? Like it's starting to inch towards oh, yeah. kind of what that plan that you yeah. had. Well, you, you see the buy-in. It's just not the the city's funding, which is very limited, or an occasional grant that we might get. It's it's private investment as well that's going to make it happen. Because now are you seeing uh, private businesses kind of step up their game too oh, to, yeah. to match that or to... Yeah, we with the facade grant, the the public funding is forty percent, and and we made it as simple as we possibly could, and that was at a key piece. And again, we're up to forty nine projects. That's amazing. It's been awesome. It's, it's a small downtown, so forty nine's oh, almost yeah. everyone. You, it sounds like <laughs> there's not a place you could, couldn't stand on in the downtown core and not point to a, a, one of the projects. One of the places that has been yes. revitalized. Uh-huh. Incredible. So this plan is going in stages, right? And kind of orient us on where we're at right now within that stage process. What stage are we in? What comes next? Yeah. So we came out of the planning process. And unfortunately, that's where so many of them, you come out running excited and and the, a lot of uh, energy and then it sort of sits on a shelf. You, you hit the first couple hurdles and it's like, oh, we'll wait. And you put it on a shelf. We hit the timing really well. Uh, we were coming post-COVID. There, was, there were a number of federal legislation uh, funding and state funding that allowed us to take opportunity. We now have a plan. Look at this. Let's start with block number one. Then we move to block number two. Street number one, block number three. So we we were able to take chunks and say, let's start here. And and then we continue until we find additional funding or uh, our own funding would, would proceed. The approach has kind of been a center out sort of deal, though, not a left to right. And okay. so we started with um, Main Street and Vernal Ave. So the blocks closest to the very center. And we're actually in construction on those right now, which is crazy to see. That's so exciting. So I love that you're starting from the heart of town, from the very center, and then it's going to spread out with its improvement. That's amazing. Tell me, um, what are some things that you feel like have gone well so far with this plan? And then what are some things that maybe some challenges that you've run into or hopefully none, but... Tell us start what went well. Yeah, what we, we've touched on the, the biggest aspect, which is the community buy-in. And and every there's a lot of viewpoints and there's good view, they're great viewpoints. They all can't they all don't overlap, so you can't proceed with every single one of them, but there were lots of common goals and a lots of common vision. So we were able to take advantage of that. that that's been super, superb and, and really have some buy-in. The other item that has gone really well, when you start identifying the public investment into downtown, and that includes streetscapes, public parking, signage, uh, aesthetic features, sidewalks, bike lanes, landscaping, 
it gets to be some really large numbers, <laughs> especially as you go. We're looking at putting power underground to create a more aesthetic environment and safe environment, and the the it it adds up really quick. So the just the real awesome uh, uh, timing is we were able to secure funding with our some of our own funds, some state grants, federal grants, other opportunities, we're able to fund significant portions of these projects we were talking about. Yeah. And Quinn talks about the benefits of coming after COVID and bringing the plan together, but kind of a downside of coming after COVID is construction costs are, oh, exponentially higher now than they were before. So that's been a little bit of a hurdle. Um, yeah, we've we've had to bid a couple projects. Contractor availability has been a challenge especially here in the basin where we're far away from yeah yeah yeah. so we're we're overcoming those it's taken a little longer for some of our projects to to launch we've had the funding and the plan but we haven't been able to launch some of them and we have those four great seasons that i was talking about so we're always up against a A deadline deadline of when you actually can pave so yeah, because it gets really cold here. It does. <laughs> really a lot of cold. snow. I'm curious, what advice would you have for a community looking to do something similar? If they're just, you know, they're looking around, they're saying, okay, we also have a downtown. We, wa- we want to revitalize this. What advice would you have for someone in that situation? Spend most of your time in outreach and listening. Mm-hmm. And make the changes that they say, even if you don't super agree if they want to lower the CRA by 5%, lower it by 5%. If yeah, they want to, yeah. like, ma- make compromises to make it happen. Yep. One of our funding mechanisms involves six other entities, and we we don't have time today to go into the details, but it's a community reinvestment uh, area and CRA, and that requires a lot of engagement from six other boards. And... So, again, that's an example of engaging the right people, engaging a lot of people into believing in the plan. What is something you're most excited about for this plan? The pedestrian boulevards. Same, um, same more. I cannot wait. We have these um, large walkways. We actually moved them behind the buildings because our main street is getting a little bit tight and you obviously can't move the buildings. But they're going to be this great space where you can safely walk and it'll be much more quiet and you can enjoy the businesses and all of those amenities. Can you kind of paint that picture? Because we, you really can't walk down Main Street and have a conversation. Can you kind of, um, Gabby, tell us the the audience why? Yeah, Yeah. so we have a five-lane highway as our Main Street, which is great. But we also, in that um, space between the front of building to the front of building, fit in street trees, we fit in planters, we fit in so much. And so even to walk, it's a little bit tight. And then let alone to have a conversation, we have a major truck route down our main street and the sound just bounces off those buildings. You can barely hear if there's multiple. So it makes for not a super pedestrian friendly environment. So by moving those or by creating those behind the buildings, then there'll be more walkways, more it sounds like social opportunities, right? Yeah, more space and a more comfortable environment. A lot of connections. Right now, I I think I'm even guilty if I have two shops downtown to go to and they're right across the street from each other, across Main Street. I'm even guilty of parking 
close enough to one driving less than a block to get to the <laughs> other one. Because I don't want to walk downtown. It's not a comfortable environment. And we hope that changes, right? We want it to be you you park and actually look forward to walking and and shopping and, oh, let's walk over here. Enjoying the moment. Yeah. Tell me about some of the magic that these that the local events bring to downtown that you've noticed. Oh, this has been such a key part of the revitalization. So the we're, we've been talking a lot about the infrastructure and the plan, but the like the real life is the when you bring that energy from from events and working with again lots of groups, <laughs> downtown alliance, the downtown businesses, tourist county tourism is super key. Uh, you know, the other county functions, the city, and I know I'm missing others, chamber. We have built or, or uh, embraced our, our traditional events downtown and made them better and created a number of other downtown events. Yeah, gives gives everybody something to do, a place to connect. Um, brings warm bodies downtown. So if the business owners want to stay open, it's like guaranteed they're going to have hundreds of more eyes on their products than they would on a normal evening. I I think a a great uh, example, probably one of the best examples, and you could help us with this one, right, Becca, is our Balloon Fest. It just celebrated its fifth year. And one of the features of the Balloon Fest is on that Friday and Saturday night, we arrange for <laughs> the shutting down of Highway 40, right right down the middle. So we give the street back to the people, and there's something powerful about that. So we by- bypass and detour all the truck traffic and, and others traveling through, and we open up for two nights this festival downtown. And it, it is amazing. Just thousands of people having fun, walking, meeting, talking, connecting with old friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has been a double win because with those magical moments of bringing the community downtown, it feels so um, unifying Yeah, to does. have everyone there and you're all just enjoying this space that, again, like Gabby normally said, normally it's, it's kind of too loud to be down there or you don't socialize. And so to have this really special moment to connect with your neighbors and your family and your community, it's been so magical. And I think it's gotten us all very, very excited for what you and all of your partners are doing to make downtown a better space for our community. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing for our small town. It's, it's making such a big impact. So thank you. Great. It's a wonderful group effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to see what happens next. Thanks guys. Thank you. This show is produced by Summer Creative Agency and V6 Media. This podcast is sponsored by Vernal City, Strata Networks, Uinta County Tourism and Events, and Uinta County Economic Development. Check out our show notes and website, smalltowncomeback.org, for documentaries and more content about these stories. 